Alright, counting on all of you, okay, to represent the Uncommon program by creating an uncommon environment for a spring game on Saturday at 3 o'clock. We gotta pack the palace, bring the emotion, bring the passion, bring the intensity. Welcome back all the former players. This is gonna be the best showing of former players in the history of college football. And it's gonna be the biggest uh, spring game crowd in the history of uh, Oklahoma football. And, and just couldn't be more proud to represent this group of guys. And uh, they're gonna serve y'all well, be uncommon, just like we're asking the players to be. All right, so Sooner fans, we're counting on to see y'all at three o'clock in that palace. Boomer. Sooner Nation, what's up? Baker Mayfield here. Just wanted to say I'm so excited to see all of you this weekend. It's going to be a great weekend with a ton of former players. Um, let's have a great time. Let's go. Okay, what's the uh, the weather looks good the weather's fine no weather yeah. do we do you want to put a no. ban on talking about the weather on the show today yeah no the weather's, weather's going to be fine uh it's going to be windy but welcome to uh spring 22 we haven't had a, a non-windy day yet so we're going to be good in that department i saw a report now you can tell me if this is true or not i saw a report of sixty thousand tickets sold yeah, um, I think Toby said that earlier. To, what, what did Toby say, actually? Did he say 55? Okay, Toby said this morning that 60,000 spring game tickets have been sold, and the athletic department expects a large walk-up sale as well. So once the lower bowl gets filled, they are prepared to open up one of the upper decks. Oh, wow. Allegedly, hey, that's now what we, Toby we, said. We had some people upset that the upper decks wouldn't be open. It sounds like that is a possibility now. So let's go. You think there's going to be a nice walk-up crowd? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a very nice uh, walk-up crowd. So good, man. Everything is uh, seemingly getting into place for a big-time weekend. Um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel a little buzz in the air the day before oh, really? this spring game. Am I the only one, or do you feel it too? Does anyone else feel it? I think uh, someone slipped something into your lunch, like that bride down in Florida uh, that put the weed in the lasagna at her wedding. I think that's what happened. That's did, the buzz you're feeling. Did not hear that story, but can't wait until 4.30 oh. to hear a uh, <laughs> recap of it. Uh, I think there's some buzz in the air. I think you're right. I just see Is all these uh, tweets and pictures of, hey, I'm in town from Houston. Yeah, we drove 12 hours from El Paso to be here. I mean, everyone's in, in town this weekend. It's a, it's a big deal, so let's, let's go. I've got a quick anecdote for you about someone that's in town for the spring game. Uh, went, to, went to pick up a, a friend, a former teammate at the airport today. We stopped in, uh, in downtown Norman to, to have a quick bite at Neighborhood Jam, and whenever we were there, there's a bunch of people there that were in there for the game. And I talked to a young lady that was in from New Jersey wow. for the spring game. How was the accent? Did she try to strong fight you? Strong to quite strong. I thought she was going to fight me. Was she doing shots? But yeah, uh, uh, shots and mimosas <laughs> this morning at Neighborhood Jam. No, it. The, I, I think that we've, we've heard a bunch of those stories out there. Now, I don't know how many out-of-town people are actually here or if we're just hearing like of all of the people that are here from out of town, but it does seem like there's a really large group that have 
come in for a spring game when I don't know how common that is. I, I'm sure that people have done this in the past, but it seems like way more than normal are almost treating this like a regular season home game and coming in yeah. for the for the the all the you know different stuff that's going to be going on tonight, today, tonight, tomorrow morning. During the game, post-game, there's all kinds of stuff going on out there. Baker Mayfield's already making the rounds. Uh, he was up talking to the team this morning and then uh, doing some community stuff, well, buzzing a, around. He signed a contract last night. Did you not see that? <laughs> I did see that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. In, in case you missed it, breaking news from last night, Baker Mayfield has signed a new contract. Uh, he's now working at uh, Tara Humaros in Norman. Uh, he will be working – for queso is what the uh, what, what it said. That it. is so cool. great. That is great. That's awesome. That place, I'm telling you, man, it's the spot to be if you're out of town and you're you're coming in. Up there are all kinds of people you're going to yeah. see. Yeah. Hey, Charlie um, Mars. according to our Twitter thread that we have going on on our Twitter page, Springfield, Missouri, uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, there's Whoa. someone else from Springfield leaving Arkansas Missouri? in an hour. Yeah, Wagner, Oklahoma. Plano, Texas. Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is on here. Uh, there's, I mean, that's just a few on this long thread that we have. There's a lot of people from out of state and in state coming for this, coming to this thing. Right. It's big time. It's going to be big time. Uh, tons of former players. You heard Coach Venables there. And this is the cap off for the spring. You know, a lot of times we've seen where you have the spring game and then you have like one or two practices left that are just kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I guess regular practices that maybe they use to close up or use it for corrections from the spring game or something like that. I don't know, but this is it. They're done. This is the cap. This is the last thing that they've got. And um, it sounds like they're treating it uh, pretty intensely. Now, I know that you know, we've got the first half, then we've got the Baker ceremony, and then we've got the second half. And my guess is second half is probably going to be one of those things, like a running clock type oh, yeah. of situation or something. And that's fine. Try and get out of there. You'll get right. a really competitive first half, and it'll be a lot of fun. Pads popping, both teams playing hard. But, yeah, I, I think they'll try to hurry and get out of there in the second half. Um, how was it when you picked up Torrance Marshall from the airport today? I did not pick up T. Marsh. I don't know if he's going to be in town. Who did you pick up? Um, I picked up Brandon Moore. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, he was one of the vets when he first walked in the doors down there. Yep, that's right. Um, one of my favorite people. A like, I Consider him a mentor of mine as a, as a player and uh, just an outstanding dude. He's awesome. He's the head coach now at colorado school of mines which is a really real really cool school up there in golden colorado um he's doing awesome he's in town we went up uh you know snooped around the the coaches offices and around the facility a little bit he hasn't been to norman since like 2001 whenever he played his last game here gee 20 over 20 years since he's been here yep wow yeah is it actually so nice, was, by the way, to be able to just go up there whenever you want and not be uh, looked at as a spy for any reason? That's got to be nice. Uh, Yeah, it's cool. Got to be nice. 
It's cool. I need to get my fingerprint added to the system out there, though, so I'm not always banging on the door like uh, like a creep trying to get in. Hey, is, uh, is, is Coach Venables here? I was hoping he signed my hat. Well, I used to play for him back there in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it, it was cool. Um, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. I I hope it all gets pulled off without a hitch, and I think it will. Sounds like they've got everything uh, lined up in, in good good standing up there. So now we just hope we get to see some good football, right? Uh, well, I mean, I think we're going to see some good football. Why would you be worried that that's not going to happen? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I'm not worried that it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that we'd like to see some guys show out a little bit. It's one of those weird things where – if a running back has a nice run, you say, well, God, we sure can't tackle. <laughs> I, I just, you know, you don't know how you how you take everything. You want to see him make one guy miss and then get blown up by four people, I, you I guess. You know what? That's, I, I wonder if this spring game is so different. It's so different than any of the other spring games that you're, you're totally right, man. Like the offense in the past cannot make a good play without shredding the defense. But with how much everyone respects Brent Venables – and how much everyone believes in him, especially as a defensive mind, if there's going to be a pass tomorrow where Eric Gray could make four guys miss and score, and it's, oh, it's all right, it's just a spring game. Once the fall comes, our, our boys will be ready to tackle. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I don't know. I feel like a certain amount of big plays is okay. In You know, it's not going to be most likely – Eric Gray going up against the number one defense because it's all kind of scattered. So you can you can explain away the missed tackles, right? Oh, hell, those guys ain't going to be playing in the fall anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can explain that. Uh, the crowd's going to be big tomorrow. Um, yeah. Do, do you think it would have been a massive crowd or a large crowd even without this big push from Britt Venables? Or is this what do you really mean, this big push? I well, every time he's taking the podium, he's like, "We're doing our part." I hope I sure hope the fans do their part when it comes to the spring game. I sure hope you all show up because we're doing our part. I wonder if there would be this much excitement if that hadn't been the case for the past two months. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's enough going on. Like we talked about it: new offense, new defense. Um, new coordinators on both sides of the ball, a new quarterback, which is typically a huge draw anyways, new head coach, uh, most beloved player perhaps of all time at Oklahoma, statue unveiling, I mean, a uh, big recruiting weekend. All of those things alone, like standing on their own, are, are usually enough to draw a big crowd. And with all of those things together, I think it would draw a massive crowd. But I do think the prodding by Venables is definitely going to um, get some some more people to go. I do. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I had someone tell me that their husband, like, they had something planned, and so her husband wasn't going to go, but... After Coach <laughs> listening to Coach Venables all spring, he was able to be let out of the event to go to the spring game. 
That's awesome. What, by by a wife. I can't remember the whole story though, but it was pretty funny. I was laughing. Uh, they felt bad, so uh, he's going to the spring game. Uh, text here. <laughs> I'm bringing six of us from Amarillo. That's from Curtis. Wow. Big group coming from Collinsville, America. Nice. Someone says making the trek down from Midwest City. This says, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas for the spring game. Looking for softball tickets tonight. Do you have any news on getting or is there seating outside in the outfield? Yeah, the home run village is open, like free. You just get to hang out there in the, I think it's the left field area, and there's a big they got on screen up right? there. Yeah. yeah, so you can like at least go out. You may not be able to get into the stadium, but you can at least go out there and hang out. And they're playing a doubleheader tonight. Doubleheader Instead today, of the game Sunday? yeah, uh, 4 and 6.30 today, and then 1 o'clock tomorrow. Nice. That'll be cool. That, um, that'll that be a hot ticket tomorrow at 1 o'clock game. She was from New Dude. Jersey, Teddy? Does she know how much yeah. tickets and gas cost? You can't even make it from Tulsa. <laughs> That's like true. That. It's true. This must have been the big, uh, the big travel plans of the year. Cashing out the life savings. BFC says they've got 69 coming from Cement, so that's nice. good here. Very nice. Teddy, All right, what about stuff. your former teammate Josh Tucker of Roof Tech? That's from Peyton. That nice. Uh, yeah, the guys over at Roof Tech can take care of you. Uh, I don't. That's an interesting question. I'm not sure if uh, Josh Tucker's on the list or not. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't one of the ones that tweeted out that they're coming. And if you didn't tweet out that you're coming, are you really coming? It didn't happen. Which, yeah. on that, um, very, very cool that Grant Calcaterra is coming back tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I with saw the, that. With the way that his career ended here, um, cool. I, it, he made a huge, huge catch in that Big 12 championship game against Texas to, to kind of ice that game, but... That's cool, man. It just kind of shows that if you were a part of it, you are you are welcome back. Right. I think. Um, I think we're gonna have. Well, I don't. I guess I can't say that for sure. I was gonna say I think we'll have every Heisman Trophy winner there tomorrow, but I'm I I'm not sure. I can say White, every living, Bradford, Heisman Trophy Murray, winner. You mean? Well, um, yeah, but th- but I'm not sure on on Billy Sims and Steve Owens, but I know White, Bradford, uh, Murray, and Mayfield will be there. Good. Now, I, I, t- your uh, your comment yesterday on the show spread like wildfire. By the way, Gold what Teddy comment? said there's going to be about over 250 former players here. That's all I heard about last night. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, tis true, tis true. There's going to be a bunch of guys, bunch of guys. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up out at Newcastle Casino today. Remember, uh, every weekday, happy hour from three to six. They've got um, domestics here. They've got five dollar wells. Really good deals going on. Plus, they've always got great promotions throughout the casino as well. Come and see us out, Newcastle Casino.
Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, keep the text coming, 405-651-3439. I'm pretty sure we have every single county in the states of Oklahoma, Texas, and Arkansas represented in terms of who's coming to the spring game. You should see the uh, commitment list we have right now. It's pretty incredible, especially for a station that uh, allegedly only has 31 listeners. But by the way, a couple of weeks ago, we were – talking about the new logo at the 25-yard line. And I told you it was going to be Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's what I said, too. No, you didn't. No. I, don't, I think you disagreed and said something else. I don't remember even what you said. Well, it's not Baker Mayfield. Well, it's, it's a tip of the cap to Baker Mayfield. It's the number six with the Heisman Trophy uh, kind of in, on the forefront of it. It's, it's, really uh. awesome. it's a really, really cool logo. I agree. I think it looks awesome. Um, it's got the six there with the Heisman. The detail is, is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I uh, I called it all all that whole week ago. I knew it was going to be something pretty similar to this. Which have you seen the? Um, I has anyone been put out a picture of what the statue looks like yet? No, not yet. Uh, Toby tweeted out a picture of the statue covered up earlier today, but I don't – I mean, Baker hasn't seen it since 2020, so it's going to be a surprise to just about everyone. I know. I saw what uh, voice of the Oklahoma Sooners Toby Rowland put out there, and I – is it just going to be the traditional two hands on the ball uh, at the chest looking downfield? It's kind of what it looks like, right? Um, I, th- I think it might be him like winding up, like he's he's got the ball in his right hand, obviously, and he's cocked back, ready to throw. I don't know. Or, I, or are you, you judging by the covering that you don't think you think it's just a pretty, pretty it, simple pose? Well, th- there's it's all within the framework of his body. There's nothing really outside of it. Like the ball is is like you know cocked back it it's either like the ball he's holding the ball at his chest looking downfield or it's the crotch grab that's it it's one of those two let's just go ahead and spread the rumor that it's going to be the crotch grab (laughs) that'd be great wouldn't it that's funny awesome it's going to be cool. It looks cool, though, man. It, it really does. Like uh, the, the setup they moved. I guess it was supposed to be uh, kind of in that little area, that turf area outside of the um, the weight room. And it looks – I think they moved it to the indoor. So it's going to be awesome. This is Tonight's nev- the, the – like for the donors and letter winners, the event is tonight, the unveiling. And then I guess they'll do the rest of it. Tomorrow at halftime. This is never not funny, guys. Uh, we laugh every time you send it in. I heard the statue was Orlando Brown holding a number six jersey. <laughs> it's funny every single time. It's great. I love it. That's so it's good. Great. I think Orlando Brown is was. I think I saw him on the list of uh, players to be here. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really cool when he speaks tomorrow. You know, he's going to get a massive ovation from the crowd. You. Whatever he says, it's going to light everyone up. It's going to be – that might be the the highlight. It's going to be the highlight moment of the day for sure. 
Good for him. Yep. And it, it looks like he's just making the, the rounds uh, around Norman the, yeah. the past couple of days. He was at Tara's last night. He was helping out with Meals on Wheels today. Uh, our buddy Tony Walden got a picture with him I earlier saw today. That. So, dang. Big time. Yep, really cool. Uh, and he was also up there talking to the team. I'm guessing the team probably had a yeah. early early team meeting. They're usually at like 7 a.m. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's making the rounds, and it's not going to stop. There's several events tonight. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Yeah, um, ESPN, they, they had a piece earlier today, kind of the you know, spring game primers and all that. I, I didn't realize that Texas – Oklahoma State, Baylor, virtually everyone on OU's schedule has their spring game tomorrow, which is kind really? of interesting. Yeah. It, it, it seems like, uh, seriously, everyone that OU plays this year has their spring game tomorrow, later on in the process. But if I were to ask you what's best case scenario for tomorrow, what what does that look like coming out of a spring game? Uh, best case scenario just for the entire football team? Yeah, not like one individual player that you hope you know, pops off, but like, yeah, what's the best What's the best situation for this team? I think the best situation, number one, we have zero injuries. Um, that Gabriel looks sharp. That's my number uh, one. Looks fast, looks accurate with the football. Um, I think defensively, we want uh, good open field tackling, which you expect some guys to maybe make some plays offensively, but we don't want want them dragging players all over the field and us diving at ankles out there. So some good good tackling out there, improved tackling, and I think like I'd like to see the offensive line perform really well, like in the running game, being able to get some movement in the running game and protect Gabriel. But that being said, like something to watch for me is, you know, some. Who on the defensive line is going to look like the best individual pass rusher? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, we need some guys to look like they've got – they can win some one-on-ones. And, you know, it doesn't have to be to where we're just brutalizing our offensive line. Just a couple of opportunities where we've got them in third and long, and we start to uh, start to get some – some guys working the edges and maybe even on the interior doing some good things. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I said Dylan Gabriel, number one, that he looks like an elite player. That'll make you feel real good about this team if we're walking out thinking that tomorrow. Uh, number two for me is offensive line. Because that's, yep. that's the catalyst for, for everything offensively. If you tell me they're going to be good on the O-line, Teddy, I'll go ahead and tell you that they're going to be, in my opinion, maybe not – better than Alabama or Ohio State offensively, but maybe the third best offense in college football next year. If you can tell me that the offensive line is going to be good, I'd feel pretty confident Ooh. in saying that. Third best offense next year. Okay. Ohio State number one, right? Uh, Yeah, I, I think Bama and Ohio State are pretty interchangeable, but I'm fine with Ohio State number one. Okay. Um, I I agree I agree with you on that. I'm just trying to look last year what it was. I think um, Ohio State ended up with the number one offense last year for yards per game, and then you had like Western Kentucky and and stuff like that. But as far as the other Power Five schools, Ole Miss was was next, and then Alabama, 
and then Tennessee, Pitt and then Tennessee, all pretty close. Um, I expect Ole Miss to fall back. I expect Alabama to jump up. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's doable because we were, last year we were, I don't know, it looks like probably fifteen or so as far as yards per game. Jeez, that it, it felt like they were about one hundred and fifteen after some of those games. So listen they're, to they're this, not Tyler. that far off, even after last year's offense. That's crazy. Here's here's something else that's crazy. We averaged 451 yards a game last year. Nebraska was right behind us at 447 yards That's a game. Unbelievable! Would not have we were that. 11 win football team, and they were what a three win football team? Three and eight. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? No, three and nine. Three and nine, I guess. Right? Yeah, three and nine. Eight losses by one score, uh, and every score was within single digits. Yeah, and nine. we we had uh, what three and a half more yards per game than them and we won 11 <laughs> now either um either they have some serious problems or we're in a super easy conference i'm not sure exactly what one it was why y'all maybe keep a little saying, bit of both. why y'all keep saying ohio state that's on the text line well cj stroud's coming back uh, he's probably my favorite to win the heisman trophy they lost two legit wide receivers but they gonna be just fine at wide receiver you know they're yeah. gonna have a running game like ohio state's bringing back a lot. They got a ton of talent. Number one offense in the country last year by a, a pretty big margin, nearly 30 yards a game. Number one scoring offense in the country last year, over 45 points a game. They've got a young quarterback coming back who's just a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, I expect them to to be right there at the top. Alabama, Ohio State, close there together at the top, you know, probably interchangeable or close. But I think what you're saying is is doable for Oklahoma I, to be number I, three. I definitely think it is. Now, that is totally predicated on the offensive line being good, not like average. Like, they've got to be good to be the third best offense in the sport. But they can. They, they can be that if the O-line takes massive steps. And if they do, man, I, let's, I think we already are. But let's start, like, really talking about a college football playoff push. If they have well, the number three offense in the sport next year. Here's here's something that I think is is really interesting. Uh, Ole Miss last year had, I think they're the number they're the number six offense, but they're really throw out Western Kentucky, Coastal Carolina, Kent State. They're really the number three. Virginia was was number two, but you know Ole Miss almost had 500 yards a game, and they were in the SEC last year, and they didn't have an easy schedule in the SEC last year. They played Alabama. Um, you know, they played Tulane, Arkansas. Tulane. They played Tulane. Tu- they played Tulane, <laughs> that brutal Tulane team that put up 61 on Tulane, probably the week after we played them. Um, but, you know, if Ole Miss – I, I would say, like, our offensive line that we've got here right now is as talented as what Old Misses was last oh, year. Oh, it better, yeah, yeah, it right? better be. And if, if that's the case, with the schedule that we have, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that big of a, a stretch to say that we could be 
where they were last year yardage-wise or even perhaps way better, you know? Yeah. And, and that was a super balanced football team over, like, nearly 220 yards a game rushing, one of the tops in the country outside of your, your uh, option teams. So I, I don't think that's, that's a stretch. Now, the, the other question in there quickly before we hit a timeout is uh, what does Venables allow – as far as just trying to fly up and down the field. You know what I'm saying? That's got to be very like, dependent on what his defense looks like, especially early true. in the year, I would think. You know? um, true. I, I, I can, I, dude, I can see a scenario where maybe this offense has to carry things earlier in the season. If this O-line is ready to go from game one and they're elites, I think that they're going to have to maybe play at a pace early in the year that they may not late in the year. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and also, like, an X factor on that, too, is – and I think this could really work out no use favor. I think they'll be a really good offense next year. But are they going to be a really good offense in week one? Or are they not going to be a really good offense until week eight? If they're a right. really good offense in week one, you and I are both factoring in that that Nebraska game is going to be tough and it's going to be really close. But there's a chance, yep. man, that if you're rolling early on in the season – you catch Nebraska on its heels with the pace that you're going to be running your offense, and maybe you're able to roll up and down the field on them like maybe none of us are expecting. Yeah, uh, that is that is going to be something that Nebraska is going to be I, – I don't know that anyone in the Big Ten that they face does anything like that. And the other kind of bad news for, uh, for Nebraska is – Venables knows this offense that you know the offensive coordinator that they brought in from Pitt. They played them last year, and they held them to the lowest number that Pitt was held to all season. The good quarterback Clemson did with a with a really good quarterback. So that's that's kind of another ace up our sleeve a little bit, so to speak. Is we're not going to be going into it totally blind. Coach Venables has has seen and prepared for that defense. Or, excuse me, that offense, rather. So, no, it's interesting. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on here from Newcastle Casino. There's Brent Venables. By now, you probably know splitting up. There, well, they have split up the two teams as evenly as possible. Dylan Gabriel playing for both squads and the two head coaches, Miguel Chavis and DeMarco Murray. Any big takeaways from the red and the white team, how they split things up, who the coaches are, etc.? cetera? Uh, no, not really. Um, did you take anything from that? I. It. It's so – it's – I guess the thing is it's split up so good that it's hard to really with the quarterback playing on both sides, like how do you really I think they did a really good job, I guess. Yeah, they did. I I, they I did. would probably say that the white team I think maybe has the the better offense. Is that right? That's I who know. I picked to win the game. Parker and I, I picked the white team, he picked the red team, so I got we got a lot on the line tomorrow. It's kind of hard team. to say. I, I win the got, uniform battle, if nothing else, so I've got that going for me. That's true. That's true. I'm trying to remember, how do they do it? They don't get in 
Do you do they wear full on game uniforms or is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have in the past. Yeah. Okay. No, I couldn't remember. What, That's what, cool. What do you think will happen if they show up in the uh, alternate <laughs> uniforms tomorrow? <laughs> um, think there'll be a revolt. I. That's what they should do. Is like loser has to wear alternate uni. Oh, like, whoever public? loses the first half, oh. yeah, or in public, yeah. Loser has to wear alternate uniforms out to Campus Corner uh, Saturday night after the game. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I'd like the white, but I don't know. It's pretty. It's it's even. It's even. Going to come down to coach it is what it is. See if Miguel Chavis can get it done. Hey, let's uh, let's get through as many texts as we can. Okay. Levy would have killed OU's O-line last year. They had two guys that could have cracked R2 deep, and they were missing their top three receivers for over half the year. Don't forget, Levy showed up to Ole Miss in 2020, didn't have a spring install, and still uh, hung half a hundred on Alabama in the third game of the season. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I think there's um, a, that that should lead you to a lot of excitement. That even with a a roster that is below some of the standards in that conference, you I mean they weren't terrible. They had some really good skill players and a really good quarterback, but you know. A, Line of scrimmage-wise, to be able to run the ball like they did, it leads you to believe that there's a lot of scheme going on there, right? And there's a a whole lot to the play calling and the way that they do things that leads to the yards and points that they put up. So, you know, reason would, 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 would say that you put some better players on the offensive line, perhaps even skill position, then... You should be able to replicate or even uh, exceed those numbers, especially in our conference. I just asked a guy in my office that is a huge USC fan, supposedly in Orange County, if he was going to the spring game tomorrow, and he didn't even know what I was talking about. LMAO, (laughs) crying face emoji. (laughs) Are there going to be, whether it be from Baker, whether it be from the band, whether it be from the fans starting a chant, is there going to be any shot at Muleshoe tomorrow during the game? Yes. Really? Who's going to start it? I don't know. There's got to. There'll be something, won't there? No. Show Maybe something not. on the jumbotron. We got to do. Uh, you know, Plank does the in-game kind of uh, highlights that are going on. You got to so, show like do an impromptu in-game. Uh, Update if Caleb Williams throws an interception or USC something. USC down 28-0 at the end of the first quarter. Trying to get back <laughs> into it with constant jet sweeps. Yeah, something like that. Everybody will be booing. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, if, if USC was having their spring game this weekend and – They are. Well, I, no, no, no. I know. And you had, like, the Lakers and the Clippers were in the playoffs or something. Like, there was – there was a lot going on out there, then I would say it should, like, you would have a built in excuse as to why maybe there's not a lot of people go to the spring game. But you don't have that at all. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the Kings are in the, in the playoffs and they've got something going out there, but that, 
that shouldn't keep you no. from no the NHL should not be a legitimate right. excuse as to why people don't show up. You know what? That's what um, I'm saying. So so with that being said, like there's there's not an excuse as to why there wouldn't be a lot of people out there. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter, man. There's not going to be a lot of people out there, and I wonder if the head coach over there prefers that being the case. As weird as that is, yeah. I wonder if he prefers it like, oh, good, nobody at the spring game. No spies in the crowd seeing what we're doing since I'm always so paranoid about every little thing. He might love right. it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They do have a big uh, quarterback battle going on out there. Yeah. Who is the other kid? Miller Moss. Miller Moss. <laughs> Which I think immediately eliminates him. Yeah. yeah. Just, hey, nope. just like Sark, Sark uh, had a comment basically saying, like, listen to this, how pathetic this is. Um, unfortunately, I wish nobody would show up with the camera and you guys wouldn't have your phones and we wouldn't put it on TV so that we could really show a lot of things that we're doing. But in this day and age, everybody wants to watch and see what we're going to do. So we'll probably be pretty vanilla Saturday night, and it may not be as ex- as exciting for everybody. That's a real quote that Sark said to to the media. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? But he ended it with, "But we'll try and go out and execute and play some some good football." <laughs> okay. That's unbelievable. I yeah, I mean, it's believable for them, but yeah, uh, unbelievable for everyone else. That is so weird. I I don't expect any spring game to like be revealing as to what game plan stuff they're going to be doing throughout the season. And here's the thing. They don't even know what they're going to be doing throughout the season. I mean, you may know that you're going to add a couple of wrinkles and there may be some different things that you've put in, but I, you don't have to run those things. You can still run your base offense and not it's weird, man. show everyone what you're going to be doing. Paranoid offensive minds. Ugh, it just drives me nuts. But to like publicly say that, oh, don't, I wish you guys wouldn't bring your cameras or your phones so we actually show you something. Dude, stop. Yeah, it's that's dumb, and I think that is said to like to downplay any any negative thing that make like if the offense doesn't look good, you know, it's like him getting ahead of that by saying, "Well, we ain't showing nothing," right? <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what that is. Uh, text line cracks me up. Is that Pony playing in the background? Yes. Yes, That's it exactly is. exactly what's playing. Genuine. It's kind of getting into it a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. It's perfect to take us into a break. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next here from Newcastle. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush on this football Friday, getting you ready for the spring game tomorrow, less than 24 hours away. But really the big news today 
OU has launched a new NIL deal. Uh, at least Barry Switzer is heavily involved in it. I don't know how much you've uh, read about it, but um, big play. Big play here by, by OU to get on equal footing. No, it is. Um, they've been they've been plotting this and putting it together uh, behind the scenes for quite some time. And, you know, to be able to announce it right before the spring game is another exciting thing just to throw on, on top of the pile. Uh, they've got some really good things in there. And I don't know if, if, if they went ahead and announced it or not, but um, some really, really good partnerships in getting this thing done. So uh, this is this is going to be big for not just football, all Oklahoma athletics, I believe. Um, it said, this is the one Oklahoma foundation. So basically they're going to have the opportun- opportunity to earn NIL revenue while contributing to the greater good of their community. This seems very similar to what Notre Dame launched earlier this week with Brady Quinn. And it says the One Oklahoma Foundation is excited to partner with OU athletes from the football, men's basketball, and softball programs. So that reads as it's just those three programs, not the entire athletic department. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, and I don't know what other stuff they're they're announcing, but from what I understand, it's going to be a – what I would consider to be substantial um, across the board for every player number. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. will get the same, and it, it's it's across the board, and I consider it to be uh, – because it's also – it's on top of all of um, – your scholarship stuff that you already It's a good get, number. So. No, it's a yeah. good number. It's a very fair number. I still don't think that that's going to be the overwhelming recruiting pitch that they have, though. I mean, it's going to be a part of it, but they're not going to make – this isn't going to be A&M. They're not going to overemphasize this thing, at least I don't think. No, no, no. It, it, it is – and I don't want to just say it's like just a check-in-the-box type of thing, but um, it's not overwhelming, but in my opinion, it's something pretty, pretty dadgum good looking at it from – from where I sit. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next here from Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned.